0: Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. Thanks so much, please be seated. Uh, if the Youth Connect guys want to move out and are grades 7s to ten, some of them moved on. If not, Pastor Sham will show you where to go if there's any a couple of extras there, Sam, if you could show them, that would be excellent. Thank you. Kath and I uh, love holidaying at Caloundra. Uh, that's probably our go-to place. Uh, we're hoping to retire there one day, uh, but now we've figured out where we could afford to uh, live. Uh, we'd be so far from the beach, we might as well stay where we are and just visit it occasionally. But We like it, it's sort of just a little bit quieter for a couple of older people. Uh, It's got some good coffee shops, some nice walks and and things like that. One of the things I do like about Caloundra is watching uh, the huge container ships uh, in the shipping channel there. And uh, it's quite amazing, I'm sure they must lose the odd one in the ocean there. Um, But one thing when I'm watching the ships is that I'm always pleased that I'm on dry ground. Uh, Because no container ship would be big enough for me to go across the ocean waves, Uh, no way. It was interesting but once I had to go past the port of Brisbane, I can't remember what it was, but I was able to come up very close to one of these container ships and it was quite a weird feeling because I actually felt a little frightened. It wasn't fear like I need my mother, it wasn't fear like I thought I was going to die... But I was just overwhelmed somehow by the huge presence. They were just so big that it's, I don't know, it just made me feel small and I felt a little bit uncomfortable. And it's not a perfect illustration by any means, but it's a good insight to how we should view God. There is a, a positive and a helpful way that we are able to see God as way above us. And when we come into the presence of God, when we reflect on God's nature and His character, we should feel small. That's a good thing because we're aware just of how great and amazing and, and just how awesome God is. And so for us to have a genuine respect of the greatness of God is a really positive thing. And that's why in many ways the Old Testament is so important. Uh, I understand that it's been superseded with the new and there's a new covenant in place and we all understand all the benefits of those things but the Old Testament is really important for us to have an understanding of the awesomeness of God or the sense of respect, the sense of reverence that we need to have towards God. It's a very important thing. And, And so... Today when we come to this passage in Hebrews we have a wonderful insight on how the writer brings both the old and the new together in a wonderful way that is a great blessing to us because today we're going to see how awe and wonder and reverence and respect is key to our relationship with God. If we've lost that sense of awe, if we've lost that sense of wonder, if we've lost that sense of reverence to God in His greatness, then our relationship is not how it needs to be. However, rather than being fearful or afraid, there's this sense where we celebrate the awesome power of God. We respect it, we're reverent towards God, but we always and can always celebrate This awesome power of God. We are not meant to live in fear. The Bible says, Fear not. We're not meant to live in anxiety. However, there's a sense when we realize the awesomeness of God that we find our home, we find our security, we find our true place. And it's important that we have, I suppose, a balance of those things. So, Hebrews 12 uh, that Fiona brought to us before. And if we could just have a look from verse 18. There, Thank you, Frank. I might let you have a go at that. It just doesn't seem to be... There we go. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom and storm, to a trumpet blast or such a voice speaking words that those who have begged you no further word to be spoken to them, because they could not bear that what was commanded... If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. So these are the pre verses to the ones that Fiona read to us earlier. And here we have the writer bringing us back to Mount Sinai. He's bringing us back to an Old Testament understanding. He's bringing it back to a place where they couldn't even approach the mountain, let alone touch it, because of God's presence. And not only that, they couldn't even stand God's voice. They told God, you speak through Moses, don't speak so directly to us. So was their their terror, so was their awareness of the greatness of God. And and the writer enables us to bring us back to this place where the people lived in fear of God in the Old Testament. They couldn't touch the mountain or they would die. They couldn't stand to hear his voice. It was too overwhelming. And and the reason the writer is doing this is to give us a sense, I suppose, of appreciation of the new covenant, to appreciate what was available then to them, but what is now available to us. Now, God doesn't sort of separate them and He, he weaves them beautifully together. But it's important for us today in the new covenant, in Christ, as part of God's family, we are His children. We don't fear Him, but we need to revisit Mount Sinai in a sense where we have this awesome respect and reverence and awe of God. Sometimes we can lose that. Now, this has been generational. Uh, when I grew up as a boy, that's a few years ago, uh, it was sort of the end of that era where you feared God, where there was a reverent respect, uh, where there was, it was probably a little unhealthy to be honest, but there was this genuine fear of God. But in recent generations, probably in the last 10 or 20 years, maybe a little bit further, the whole emphasis has been about our relationship with God through Jesus, which is good. But God has seen, or Jesus has seen, as our buddy and our friend and our mate, Now there's an aspect of that is important where we rest in this wonderful, open and free relationship we have with God. But what has also happened is we've lost that edge where we have this reverent fear and respect for an awesome and amazing God. And there's an aspect of going back to Mount Sinai where they couldn't even touch the mountain or they'd die. They couldn't even stand God's voice. It was too much for them. Oh, speak through Moses, don't speak to us directly. And although we have importantly, and thank Jesus that we have moved from the Old to the New Covenant, the Old Testament is really important, the Old Covenant is really important so we have this respect for who God is. And I trust this morning that we would realise that any relationship with God, a vital aspect of this relationship is that we have a sense of awe and reverence and respect just dominating our thinking. And so we have to go back to Mount Sinai to come back to that place, not to be in the old covenant but to come back to that place of respect. They couldn't even go near the mountain, they couldn't touch the mountain or they would die. (laughs) Now you and I are glad we don't live in that environment today but there's a sense where we need to revisit that sense of awe, that sense of reverent respect, that That fear that the Bible means, not not to fear for our lives, but to have that sense of respect where you go, wow, how great is God. And we need to come back to that. We need to come back to that because it's only then do we appreciate what Jesus has done. Only what we appreciate what the new covenant brings. And then we come to the passage that we looked at earlier. Here is the comparison. But you have not come to Mount Sinai, you've come to Mount Zion. To the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of the righteous men who have been made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of this new covenant. So here we see what it was like when they went to Mount Sinai, where they were fearful of their life, couldn't go anywhere near the mountain, couldn't stand God's voice. It was too overwhelming, too big. To this place, Mount Zion, the new covenant. And here we see that we, it says, but there's been a change. Now we can come. The new covenant is in place. There's this new Christian experience. So Mount Zion was a hill in Jerusalem. But it's technically or symbolically called the city of Jerusalem. Or sometimes it's just referred to symbolically as the people of God. So Mount Sinai in the Old Testament is its physical presence. That's what they face. There was a physical God, a physical mountain, a physical presence. But in the New Covenant, we are caught up to Mount Zion. We are in the spiritual family, the spiritual relationship with God. Now we enjoy God in a far different and greater and more meaningful way. But the comparison only comes when you compare what it was like at Mount Zion to what it is like now in what it was like in Mount Sinai then so it's only the backdrop of the Old Testament and Mount Sinai do we understand the absolute awesome bliss of what it's like to be Mount Zion people people of God sons and daughters of his and so we see that contrast and the contrast is good so now we have a sense where we can embrace God he can embrace us but in the Old Testament they couldn't even go anywhere near the mountain. Now you and I just love the voice of God. It makes us feel calm, it puts it at peace, we have this wonderful security but at that stage in the relationship the voice of God just freaked them out, they couldn't handle it. So what we need to do is have the awesome reverent respect of the Old Testament And bring it over into the news so our relationship where God embraces us and loves us and where we love his voice is done so in this foundation of awesomeness, of respect, of wonderful, wonderful sense of just how great and awesome God is. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet he did not sin let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need but with every privilege comes responsibility and it's really important okay it's good and right that we have this awesome respect for God in fact we've lost something something in our modern church has lost that now the pendulum always swings too far I remember growing up and it was certainly swung too far in a sense of that that reverent fear. To me, it was out of balance. But I feel in some ways in modern generations, we've got to this stage where, yes, there's an awareness of Jesus as my brother, and yes, I'm a child of God, and we'll talk more about that later, but there needs to be this sense of awesomeness and the greatness and the reverence of God. But he is not just our king, he is our dad. And that's the beauty of the new covenant, that's the beauty of what Jesus has done. We have this awesome respect of who God is and all his power, but God is now my dad. And there's this wonderful sense of how the old is taken up in the new, and it's superseded and it's brought to this place where we're able to enjoy those things. But because we have this relationship with God, because we have this privilege, there's a responsibility verse 25, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from the one who warns us from heaven? In our last series we talked about the prayer, the Shema, remember? Listen and do, no option. Uh, In one of the series we talked about taking on fresh revelation not new revelation but taking on a freshness of God constantly meditating on his word letting him transform and change us we have a responsibility not just to enjoy God but to grow in God and once that reverence once that awesomeness once that sort of disappears and it loses its edge and we just feel like oh you know power buddy friend God we stop growing we stop maturing We we, we stop trusting, we stop serving, we stop praising. Because we, we sort of fall into this lull, this sort of sense where God's, yeah, God's there and God's good. But we're not amazed by Him anymore. We're certainly not in reverent fear. We're not reminded how great and awesome He is. So we don't always take on this desire to keep growing. Because the privilege of responsibility is when we hear from God, we respond, we respond, we respond, we grow. We grow in trust, we grow in faith, we grow in service, we grow in praise. We keep growing. Why? Because this awesome God who created in the heavens of the earth has invested himself in you and me. The Spirit of Jesus has made his home within us. And we have this lifetime, this longing, this privilege of living out our life with the Spirit of God within us. And we say yes to God, and we say yes to growing, and we say yes to serving, and we say yes to God so that he continues to develop and grow and move us in our relationship with him. Um, I like Formula One, uh, and I, I watch that a, a fair bit. So for ladies and some gentlemen, uh, Formula One is motor racing, and uh, it's sort of the highest echelon of, of motorsport. I'm not an engineer, but they have, I can't explain it fully, but they are able to harvest energy, kinetic energy. So when the cars are at high speed, put on the brakes, they harvest the energy through kinetic energy and they store it in the car. And they store it and they store it to the point where it it gets to the point where the driver gets 30 seconds of extra power when he needs to pass someone or do something like that. I don't understand how it works, but I know it's there. What we need to do is to store and to store and to store the awesomeness of God. We need to reflect and meditate and take hold of the awesome promises of God. We are to store and reflect and to take on our knowledge of God so that we keep growing, so that we have power, that we keep praising and trusting and growing and maturing. Because we find ourselves, if we lose sight of the power of God and how awesome he is, if we lose that reverent respect and he's just a buddy or a friend, we might talk to him occasionally but he has no influence in our life. And so we're in this tough situation where we have to have this reverent respect of God but this king is also our dad. So we rest in the sense of his grace and his mercy and his love. We are unconditionally loved, we're a part of his family. And so we're secure in that, and that is so important to our faith. But if we lose the balance, if we lose an understanding of how it works, then we're in strife. And so there's this sense where we have to understand. You see, if it wasn't for the Ten Commandments, we'd never appreciate Jesus. If it wasn't for the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, we would never appreciate we need a Saviour. And so Mount Sinai has this sense which we're foreign to, What, they can't even touch the mountain and they'll die? That's Old Testament stuff. They can't even bear the voice of God, it's so overpowering. But we need to revisit Mount Sinai so we get to that place where we're reminded of the awesomeness and greatness of God and His power. Because when we're reminded of how awesome and how powerful He is, we don't forsake that His Spirit is within us. And we don't waste the opportunity that the power of the living God wants to live His life through us. And we take on this sense, yes, he is my dad, but he is awesome God. And he's not finished with me yet. And he's not finished with you yet. And he wants to keep working and working and working and growing, maturing, developing your faith. In the Old Testament, the fire was something to be feared. But in the New, the fire of God is to transform us and to shape us and refine us. And yes, I have this reverence because of God's awesomeness, but I'm not afraid because he's my dad and I trust him. And it's bringing those two things. Everything in the Christian life is about balance. Everything. Every time you look at any any aspect of our Christian faith, it's about balance. It's about bringing two aspects together. But there's something else that this passage talks about that's really important, that we're well-grounded we're all aware that there's always trouble on the horizon. We live in times of unrest, we live in times of uncertainty. Our our world is literally falling apart. And the passage here talks about this unshakable God. But there's going to be a time when he's going to shake both the heavens and the earth. When Jesus comes, when Jesus returns, God is going to shake both heaven and earth. In the Old Testament, physically, Mount Sinai shook. God shook the mountain. (laughs) No wonder, though, they lived in awesome fear of God. He shook the mountain. And we read here there's going to be a time coming where God will physically shake the earth and he'll shake heaven. And he said, those who are in him are the only ones that will remain. So if you're not in Christ and Christ is not in you, you need to be terrified. If you're not a part of the family of God, if you haven't put your faith in Jesus and you're outside of his family, there's no other way. You need to be terrified because God's going to shake the earth once more. Not only the earth, but he's going to shake the heavens as well. And how do I know that? Well, I know it to be true because we can see it happening already. Every man and his dog can see that the world is shaking. It's shaking politically, it's shaking socially, it's shaking morally, it's shaking financially. The world is falling apart. In every aspect the world is shaking now and it's shaking and it's going to fall apart. And Jesus says that when he returns he will come and he will take us to be with him and we will live in the security of his family. But there is a time coming when God is going to shake the heaven and he's going to shake the earth. And this is the beautiful aspect. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I'll shake not only the earth but also the heavens. The word once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken will remain. This is this beautiful promise. There's a time coming and Jesus will return and he'll shake the heavens and the earth, but if you're in Christ... You will remain and so we have this instance where we have an unshakable God and he's going to have an unshakable kingdom and if we're in Christ we're going to be a part of that and the hope that we have as we watch a world that's falling apart as we watch a world that at every aspect spiritually socially emotionally economically financially every aspect you can just see the world shaking it's falling apart And there'll be a time coming when Jesus will say, that's it. He'll return and he'll shake the heavens and the earth. But if you're in Christ, you shall remain. As we read on, we see something but of the boldness and confidence that we can have uh, in those things. We see it there. Once more, we are able to return to those things. You know, when I think of this, I think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I can't think of a, a better example of someone... That when their world's falling apart they feel secure remember they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace and they said look our God can rescue us no doubt he's powerful enough he can rescue us but even if he doesn't I don't care if God chooses not to rescue us that's okay with us because I'm not going to bow down to another God (laughs) there's this deep deep faith where there's a confidence and there's a hope why Because God is awesome in power. We cannot forget that. We serve an awesome God who is limitless in power. He shook the mountain. He's going to shake the heavens. He's going to shake the earth. Awesome in power. But know that he is faithful and he is trustworthy and he is good. And if our faith is in Jesus, we can call him Dad. Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and thus let us offer to God unacceptable worship with reverence and awe. Do you know there's an eternal rest that is ours in Christ? There's an eternal rest that you and I will enjoy where the unshakable God will set up his unshakable kingdom and if we're in Christ we will remain. There's lots of things that uh, are good in life, but I think one of the special things of completing a task, you know, when something's finished, done and dusted. In my day, it used to be when you finished an exam, it used to be pencils down, hands away. Can you remember that, all you old people? I don't know what it is now, turn your iPads off or something, but it used to be pencils down, hands away when you finished an exam. Or when you send the kids today, when they send that assignment, they press send and they send the email or whatever and it's in for their degree or whatever. How good does it feel when something's finished? Or when you get that jolly paint roller for the last time and you throw it in the bin because you know that you've finished that painting and it's all done. For me, it's sometimes when I do that final save on a message. I love preparing messages but it's good when you just go save, done and dusted, messages done. There's something really good when we complete a task. Jesus said on the cross it is finished, everything that is necessary has been put in place so you and I through faith in him can be a part of his family and from that day on you and I were adopted into his family and we're a part of the unshakable God, we're a part of the unshakable kingdom. But there's another this it is finished coming. When he returns he will say it is finished. And everything and everything that doesn't exist or is created or a part of him will just fall away. But if our faith is in Christ, we'll remain. How do we balance this fear, this reverent fear, with the love of God where we call God our dad? It comes from an understanding of security and love. I could never earn a place in God's family... Uh, There's nothing about me that I could manufacture something where I could be a part of God's family through my effort. I am a part of God's family because of His love, mercy and grace. That's a beautiful thing. And when we are secure in His grace, we are also then secure in acknowledging His greatness to the point where we're overwhelmed. You see, if we're not a part of the family, the awesomeness of God frightens us and we walk away and we can't face him and we sort of distract ourselves and we invest in other things. The last thing that we want to do is look at God's face, like the Old Testament. If we're not a part of the family, God, don't speak to me, it's too much. In fact, over the years of ministry, I've noticed how there are people who walk towards God, walk towards God, walk towards God, then when they get close to God, they turn and go the other way because he's too awesome, he's too great, he's too powerful. But out of the security of being his child, out of the security of knowing that he is my dad, I am able to be secure and at peace and calm, but still acknowledge the awesomeness of God. If you are in Christ, you are going to live forever with the unshakable God. If your faith is in Christ, you're going to live forever in the unshakable kingdom. How good is that? And the only way we fully appreciate it is to visit and understand Mount Sinai and the enormous uh, awesomeness of God. But at Mount Zion we can enjoy the freshness of the new covenant and rest and be at peace. Let's pray. Father God, I pray this morning that we would say thank you with gratitude from the depths of our heart for the gift of Jesus. And thank you, God, that we can embrace you and that you can embrace us. We thank you now that your voice is a sweet, sweet thing to our heart, a sweet voice to our heart. We feel at peace and at calm when we hear you speak. And so we enjoy this relationship, this wonderful relationship. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth but you are our dad. But Father God, I pray that we'd have a grasp of the old so that we can appreciate the new. And yes, we can enjoy a living relationship with you, but we just need to have this reverent respect, this sense of awe, this majesty, the power of God. Not be fearful of it where we have to run, but that we are drawn to it as we enjoy you, as we enjoy your promises, as we enjoy your influence through your spirit in our life. We pray today, Father God, that we would be in awesome, reverent respect of who you are today and that we would enjoy being your children. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.